I'm your host, Nick Ginsberg, and you're listening to The Open Drive, a podcast focusing on authentic living and defining your own path against the odds. Hey there, welcome to episode eight and part two of my little two-part, uh, I was going to say special, I'm not sure that's the right word though, uh, my two-part series on a period of my childhood that was probably the toughest and I really wanted to dedicate part one to the telling of the story and part two, the effects that I've felt since then. So that's where we are now. So welcome back to everyone listening. If you are a new listener, please make sure that you listen to uh my really from the start so started episode one but if you can't do that and you want to listen to this these recent ones please make sure you listen to part one because that'll give you the context for this episode I'm not going to rehash the story in this episode so uh, make sure you listen to part one before we dive headfirst into the episode I just want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast. So make sure you do that wherever you listen. Hit subscribe so that you can get notified as soon as I have a new episode being released and you can hear it straight away, which is exciting. And don't forget to follow both the podcast and myself on Instagram. So the two accounts, uh, one is at The Open Drive and the other is at Nick Ginsburg. Nice and easy. So let's dive in. Let's dive in and pick up where we left off in last episode. So the story from last episode, um, like I said, I'm not going to rehash it, but obviously there are a lot of things that you could imagine I would struggle with following that episode. It was at a very prime age for me. And like I'd mentioned in the previous episode, if if you're a parent or uh, you can understand that my mum to go through that must have really been in a horrible, horrible situation, a horrible um, mental state um, and really not in control of herself. The two, there are two main things that have stuck with me really from, uh, from then until now, but they've crept up in times of high stress or high emotion. That's when it, that's when it kind of shows up, as you could imagine. Right. So the first one I want to talk about, I don't think it's going to be any surprise to anyone what it is, but it's abandonment. It's what I've titled this series, really, the the two episodes. So abandonment issues for me have been around since that moment, but I didn't really piece them together until I think it was maybe when I started dating my husband when I was a teenager and in my early 20s, I uh, was very much uh, of the belief of, I'll cut you off before I get hurt. So it was absolutely, I would do that as a, as a, as a complete sort of protection of myself and my emotions. So prime example, if I was talking to a friend or a new guy and I got any form of whiff that they weren't really into talking to me anymore, or they didn't want to be friends, or they didn't want to see me, I would cut it off. That was it. Done. See you later. Bye-bye. You don't get a chance to hurt me. That's not going to happen. 
obviously there are moments in your life where people fight back against that and you kind of can win you over. So I've had that happen where I've tried to push people away and they haven't allowed it and they're some of the closest people to me. But as I got older and as I uh, really, as I met my husband and fell completely head over heels for him, that is when it ramped up because suddenly I had this person who I loved so much and I was so scared that they were going to up and leave me. So that was really tough to work through, particularly in the beginning of our our relationship. And there was absolutely moments where I, and it's completely irrational when I look back on it now, where I would think, oh my God, he wants to end it. And that wasn't the case at all. Never once (laughs) has that ever been the case. Uh, And that, that really, uh, it it was, it, it was terrifying for me. It was so scary. And when my mum got sick, so about six years ago, maybe seven years ago, uh, my mum got quite sick and had a series of, uh, I think she had a couple of mini strokes and then she ended up with dementia and we had to get her into a nursing home, but she was quite sick for about 12 months and it was super high stress for me. Super, super, super high stress, probably the most stressed I've been in as an adult. Um, and during that period, because emotions were so heightened, there was a moment where I thought, oh my God, Ricky's going to leave me. But because emotions were so heightened, this was such a blessing because I could, in my head, I knew straight away that that feeling was because of what had happened when I was 13. So I was able to link those two together and realize that that's why I'm feeling it. It's not the reality. And I need to talk to Ricky, my husband, about it and and let's move forward. Let's move on. And that's what's happened. Does it mean that's over and done with? Never. And to be honest, I will never not have abandonment issues. That will always be there. I will always feel it. I remember, I think it was probably second or third session with my psych, Dave, and I I think I said to him, how do I get rid of this feeling? And he said to me, um which was the perfect thing to say. He said, you don't, it's not going to happen. I'm never not going to have that feeling of abandonment. That's never going to go away. But what I can do is acknowledge it for what it is. So this is what I'm feeling. This is why I'm feeling it and give it space. So don't fight it, give it space. And I found that really, uh, Like, that was earth-shattering to me when he said that. uh, Just give it space. And it's worked. I had an incident recently, not with Ricky. um, uh, Thankfully, uh, my my feelings of abandonment with him vanished years ago. I think it was after that main, the the one where uh, it was that heightened stress period. But... And also we're married now, so good luck to him. Um, but but I had an episode recently where a uh, someone I was quite close with and working with, I could sense that it was about to happen, right? 
And normally uh, where I would sense that something like this was about to happen, I would instantly cut it off, right? Say, yep, I'm not, I'm not feeling this, got to go. And I do that in, a, in various different ways, but I didn't. I spoke with my psych and we talked through it as it was happening and I guided myself really through that period and it was so good because, yes, in the end, she ended up ditching me and that's fine. That's totally fine. Everyone has their own, their own path. But I didn't have the reaction that I would have had. It didn't affect me as deeply as what it should or, or would have, say, five years ago, six years ago. And that I'm so stoked with. So I have worked on this so much. And to see the results of that is so cool. Like, really cool. Like, being able to... to work with Dave and notice immediately that there has been a difference in how I would react. The feelings were all still there. So that feeling of abandonment was absolutely still there and that's fine. But I didn't react that way. I didn't react how I normally would. I processed it and I moved on and that was... So cool to me. That was really, really, really cool. So this this sort of thought of abandonment, always going to be there, right? I've just got to learn how to navigate it for myself. Make sure that I'm protecting myself to handle it the best way I know, I know how. And I'm so grateful for the people that have fought back and stuck with me. And I, I, I really am and I... I don't, I'm not going to get mushy because I'll end up getting real mushy. Um, but my closest friends have, have stuck by me. That is so amazing to me. Um, even when I thought of periods where they just didn't want to see me anymore, they kept coming back because of course it wasn't reality. It was what was in my head. And then meeting my husband and, this is a bit mushy, but him, him really showing me unconditional love is just, I never thought that I would, I would have that. I never thought that I would have a relationship like this. And I'm grateful for it every second of the day. I'm so grateful to have him. I'm so grateful to have what we have. It's amazing. I, I honestly, I'm, I, I'm just so grateful for it. Now, now that we've gotten the mushy stuff over and done with, um, and of course I meant that uh, from the bottom of my heart. Um, I just like making jokes around mushy stuff. Um, and by the way, it's okay to totally laugh throughout some of these episodes. I know we're talking about some dark and heavy stuff, but I insert jokes because I think we all need to laugh at all times, at a range of things. So if you laugh at an episode, please don't feel bad for laughing. I've had a couple of people reach out to me and say, Nick, that was such a great episode, or I cried, but then you made me laugh and then I felt bad. Please don't feel bad. 
I'm, I'm making you laugh for a reason. I want this to be uh, light and heavy and all of those things. So it needs to be the full picture, right? Now, the other thing that stuck with me, which has been uh, a little trickier to spot at times, has been uh, this thought of being a burden. So when, when mum left, there was this feeling that I felt, obviously there was a lot of emotion and all of that, but I, I remember worrying about being a burden on Simone's family. I remember being a, worrying about being a burden to my family. So my aunt, my two aunts and my uncle and my cousins who I stayed with at times as well. I remember just, I just, I, I hope I'm not a, I don't want to be a burden. Just that, that feeling. And it's not a nice feeling um, to feel like you're a burden. But what that has manifested into over the years is not wanting help. So not wanting to have people help me because I don't, I don't want to burden them with whatever it is I need them to help me with. Now, this could range from like helping me pick out a shirt through to getting help to process what's happened as a child, like that full gamut. It, it goes the whole way, right? So when, so uh, I, to start, sorry, to go back, this kind of stuff has happened all along. So as soon as someone wants to help me, no, 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 I can do it. I'm fine. Very kind of self-sufficient. Don't worry. I can do it. I don't need help. That kind of thing. Not healthy. Getting, asking for help for a range of different things, uh, like picking out a shirt, uh, is totally fine. Like, and it does not make you weak and it doesn't make you a burden. And that I've been working on a lot. So a couple of examples one that was quite fresh. So my husband's family is large. I married into a very large family, a very close knit large family. And I'm not, I'm, I'm about to say something and I'm not saying it because I know some of them listen. That is not what I'm saying. And by the way, hello, but they are truly such an incredible family. It is so amazing to be a part of it. I, I'm, I love my family in Queensland as well, as they know, but to be welcomed so warmly and to be instantly treated as if I'm a member of the family and have been since birth is amazing. And just, yeah, amazing. So Richard and I moved into a new apartment. Uh, we finally bought a place, which is incredibly exciting. Again, something I never thought that I'd ever be able to do. And uh, on our moving day, which was in between the two lockdowns in COVID. So if anybody is listening from COVID police, it was restrictions were not involved. So <laughs> we, um, we had almost all of the family come over at various points of the day to help us move to and we had moving company, by the way, that moved our boxes, but we still had this army of people come to, to help unpack. Now, I remember at the beginning of the day thinking, no, 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 I just need to do it. And it got me quite anxious. It got me quite worried. And it's not that there was stuff in boxes I didn't want them to see or 
or I didn't want their help because I didn't want them there or anything like that. It was, I didn't want to feel like a burden, like they had to help us. If you, I hope that makes sense. And so they came and I knew I, I was never going to say no because that's the type of family that they are. They, they will just show up and do it. So it was so good for me because at the beginning of the day, I was anxious, I was nervous, I was worried. We were unpacked within probably an hour and a half of the boxes being dropped off. It was like a warehouse production line. I have never witnessed, and they've helped us move before, but this was next level. There was people, one at a box, one in between, one at a cupboard, like this army train of of my sort of my, my husband's belongings going into shelves and checking where we wanted stuff. And I got to the end of the day and I said to, to Richard, I'm so glad that they were here to help. And it really taught me that it's okay for people to help out. I don't need to be a strong, independent woman. By the way, that is one of the best songs of all time. I don't need to be that person. I can get help from anyone. The other thing that that happened, so when Richard and I first started dating, within about, I reckon it was two weeks of us dating, I laid everything out to him. Because <laughs> it was like a, here's my story, uh, can you handle it? Because if you can't, bye-bye. Like it was, it was very much that, which, uh, looking back, it was very much a, a protection against abandonment. I'm not silly. I know what I was doing. I, I, I know now what it was, but then it was hard to piece together, but he was fine and he's been so compassionate and loving around it. And he is a big believer of seeking professional help even if it's not a catastrophe and you're not suffering from a huge mental illness, right? So over the years, so we've been together nine and a half years and I started seeing my uh, psychologist in maybe September last year, so September 2019. And up until that point, he said, I think you should see someone. I think you should see something and it'd be good to talk through what it all is. Now, I'm going to talk more about that process and I'm going to talk more about what led me finally to get the help because uh, it took a few big moments for me to go, okay, I need to talk this through. So I'm going to, I'm saving an episode for that because it is, it is very much worth it. And there's lots of little stuff I want to share with you. But he pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed in a very nice way. And so when I finally went and did it, one of the first things I said to Dave was I I don't think that I should be taking up a spot from someone who who really needs it. And the other thing was I don't want to open Pandora's box. I'm scared that you're going to lift the lid, I'm going to fall apart and you're not going to be able to put me back together. He reassured me none of those things were going to happen or mattered. Um, he's a big believer that everyone should see a psych at one point to talk through things. And I'm now of that belief as well. It doesn't matter 
what it is you're going through to be able to talk to someone that is removed and someone that understands the workings of the mind is worth everything. So that was phenomenal. I hope this episode sort of gave you, it it was a, those are just two things. So I want to, I want to be very clear. Those are just two things, two of the biggest things that came from that. There's lots of things from my childhood that have crept up on me over the years, right? And they will come up as we dive sort of more and more into this podcast. But those are the two biggest things that have reared their ugly head when I get really stressed. And the thing I want to leave you with on this episode is it's okay to feel whatever it is that you're feeling. If you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen me post this before, but it's okay to feel your feelings. Acknowledge it, understand it, give it space. That is one of the best lessons I've ever learnt from Dave, my site, like the best. So I hope you enjoyed or you got something out of this. Enjoyed sounds a bit off, right? I hope you got something out of this episode. (laughs) And again, I just want to thank everyone for coming along on this ride with me. It really does mean a lot. I'm so grateful to be able to be sharing my story and to hear from people that it's helping already is just amazing and overwhelming, to be perfectly honest. In, such, in the best way, of course. So I'm going to leave you with that. I hope you have a fantastic morning, night, drive to work, drive home, run, walk, whatever it is that you're doing while you're listening to this. And remember, please, if you enjoyed this episode and you enjoy my podcast, please make sure you share it with friends or family, whoever you think would like to hear it. I really do want to reach as many people as I can because I want to help whoever needs helping, whoever needs to hear this story. So yeah, I hope you have a fantastic time and I will chat to you in the next episode. Thanks again. See you later.